0: I V M. top-down management so what is top-down management or top-down content development or top-down project management or top-down anything top-down means having a vision and then executing on that vision so begin with the end in mind that defines top-down management. Now, top-down management and bottom-up management are two separate and completely opposite ways of doing the same thing. And today, we are going to look at top-down management. Let's go. By the way, just to set it as a context, I don't believe that top-down management is better than bottom-up management or anything of that sort or the approaches of top-down versus bottom-up are things that we can discuss and debate and I actually thought that we can split this into two parts so episode one I'm going to look at top-down episode two I'm going to look at bottom-up and I'm also going to in episode two try and figure out what's the best strategy ahead for you know us as individuals to understand what approach to take in life towards anything that we are doing so that's the context behind this particular approach because I feel that you know the best way to set uh, this context is with an example and the example is this Let's say that you are somebody who is uh, a cricketer, a batsman, and for people who understand the game of cricket, you'll understand it really well. So, suppose the bowler is bowling your bouncer, a short ball. Now, batsmen are of two types. They're either defensive or they can be attacking. If they're attacking, they will attack the bouncer, even though it's a very aggressive ball aimed at your body. You will try and whack it towards you know, a, a six, towards square leg or fine leg or something of that sort. You'll play the pull or the hook. On the other hand, if you're a defensive batsman you will duck or you'll move out of harm's way and you'll let it go. Both approaches are good but if you're stuck to one approach only then the bowler can predict what you're going to do next and therefore start planning for it and eventually get you out. So as a batsman you are supposed to kind of actually be more vulnerable if you only use one approach towards or just one shot towards a particular question that the bowler is asking. If you have the ability to be flexible and understand when to use which approach, I think that's the best way possible. But for that, I think we need to understand both approaches well without me murdering the game of cricket or without me uh, you know, talking in metaphors and actually getting down to the nitty gritties and understanding each approach for what it's worth. So today, what we'll talk about is to understand the first principles of top-down management and then figure out a way in which we can understand when to use top-down management, the advantages of it, and uh, then maybe in the next episode, we will figure out bottom-up management, understand how to and when to use bottom-up management, the advantages of it, and uh, then maybe have a balanced perspective on when to use top-down and when to use bottom-up. Does that work for you? I think let's try and make ourselves smarter step by step here which is why i'm splitting this particular topic into two episodes today let's go for top down so if i look at top down the approach or the philosophy is essentially to begin with the end in mind stephen covey made this sentence very popular begin with the end in mind means begin with a vision begin with the end state begin with the outcomes that you're trying to achieve begin with the end deliverables that you're supposed to give it can mean so many things like for example if you're supposed to deliver on a content strategy or calendar then the end output is a content calendar or a content strategy based upon where you're trying to reach you know uh, with your brand or if you're trying to uh, you know develop an organization and build uh, a new office Uh, space for that organization, then visualizing the whole thing and the way in which it will structure out is another example of beginning with the end in mind. And I'm sure that you can identify this principle of beginning with the end in mind uh, for for your life, right? whatever you might be doing at an individual level or at what I call tribal level, which means when you're working as a team or working on a specific project along with others. Now, the fact remains that when you have a vision then you can break it down into the steps that you need to take so let's assume that you understand what the vision is then what should the penultimate step be then what should be the step before that when then what should be the step before that and so you can actually visualize each and every step till the time that you say okay so what do i need to do now right the advantages of an approach like this the first big advantage is if I look at you know I can visualize each step and I can also understand what not to miss okay that's a very practical thing I'm not missing out on certain things because then you'll say hey what do you have you thought about this thing or have you thought about this risk or have you thought about you know this opportunity at each and every step and you will have a clear scaffolding and the advantage number 2 is you will be if, especially if you're working in a group you will be able to explain things very clearly as to you know how we are going to go about achieving this impossible task of eating the elephant you know how do you how do you actually go about it and and uh, you know do justice to it so that's uh, two advantages another advantage is you can visualize the end state and therefore be motivated by it And that's a great beginning because it gives you a sense of enthusiasm and lessening of anxiety when you're planning things out because you know if things remain uncertain it's quite possible that you can flounder all the way and you can give up at the first possible instance the disadvantages let's go to the disadvantages now one of the things that can be a disadvantage is that if you don't have a very clear vision Like, for example, when Mark Zuckerberg developed Facebook, he started off with something called Face Smash, which was not anywhere close to what the current Facebook interface is. And it was not top down management. On the other hand, if you look at Amazon and Jeff Bezos' vision, he had a vision at the end. Now, who's to say who's more successful? Who's to say who's more successful? You know, but if you have the ability to be a natural strategist and if you have the ability to be a great visualizer you have that ability to start with the end state and i think it becomes extremely important whenever you're taking any of those steps to remember the end state that you're gunning towards it will keep the ball rolling so that is top-down management its advantages and its disadvantages I think the ones who will resonate with top-down management understand exactly what I'm saying. They must be strategic in intent, and it's very beautiful when executed well. The people who, and there are a lot of uh, people who are not top-down thinkers, who uh, you know approach the thing activity first and the step that they can see clearly first, and we will get that uh, perspective in the next episode. but. I think that for anyone who's a top-down manager, the key aspect towards top-down management is to carry the team along, especially if you're working in a group, and make sure that the vision is shared for everybody, including all the steps towards the vision, and also make sure that the vision is alive in your head all, all the time. And that is probably very natural to some of us. For some of us, it is not that natural. but. For the top-down management types who find it easy to do top-down management, I would recommend just thinking about bottom-up management, which will come later. And for the bottom-up management people who are not used to having that, try it out because you won't know whether you can develop that ability to do something else unless and until you try it out right this is more a question of doing after you've learned the basics and you know kind of figure out how best to work it and what actually works best with your personality so to be honest the top-down episode is probably more useful for people who do bottom-up and for bottom-up management types the more useful thing would be to listen to this particular episode now whether you are a top-down or bottom-up person by instinct what I would suggest is if ever you have a vision of an end state don't get too excited about the end state unless and until you break it down and try the top-down approach I think that's the bottom line here and by the way I hope you like this episode of Smarter With Sid many more to come from from where this came from especially the next one do keep an eye out for that and if you like me I'm the traveling professor I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. to connect with me over there. And hey, if you like stuff like this, IBM Podcasts got a lot of wonderful stuff waiting for you. Do check them out.